Still We're just so connected. Nail it. We're so aligned. We are aligned. Um, welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A horror cast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. Wow, 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 wow. And it's still so delightful every time. I know. And another week of us doing it on the first take. Ayo. One take wonders. One take wonders. That's kind of what we're known for. <laughs> Famously. Famously. Um, this is our third episode. It is. How are we feeling? Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Excited to keep watching Saw. Yeah. I feel like my entire um, Twitter like feed mm. is just like Saw tweets and I'm like, yes, ma'am. Entire Twitter feed, entire For You page <laughs> yes. on TikTok. Yep. Like it is. They know us. They get us now. They get it. TM. They know who we are. I sent you a Saw TikTok <gasps> on your way here, oh, no. actually. I should watch it. I- I was like, I sent you a TikTok, but I couldn't remember what it was. So I was like, I'll just like leave it. But I just remembered it was saw related because of course something it was. to look forward to. Yeah, we can watch it off the pod. Um, we just open it now. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, third episode, third installment in the Saw franchise. Two thousand and six brackets. It's Saw three. <laughs> 2006. We do the hand brackets every time. <laughs> we still haven't learned that this isn't a visual medium. But I feel like... One day it will be. One day. We'll build to that. Get there. Get there. <laughs> Get there. But I think they can feel the brackets at this point. If you could point. see this right now, you'd be getting so into it. <laughs> Get into it. This is the bracket dance. <laughs> We're having a dance party and you guys can't even be involved and that's really sad. But you know what? Have your own dance party. Yeah. Wherever you are, take a second. I hope you're dancing. <laughs> I hope you're dancing. I hope you dance. <laughs> you know? I really do. Um, yeah, third installment of the Saw franchise. We're a making year headway. after the last. They Saw. were turning them out. And that's so important. And they're going to do it again. Hey, oh my god. Hey, wait, breaking, breaking news. news. <laughs> <laughs> we really do need the news desk now. But the next Saw film has been announced. Yeah, wait, that's like topical news for us to talk about. Yes. Yeah, Saw 11. That's September twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. Mark it, your calendars. Be there. You Get heard it some. here first. <laughs> Just kidding. This news has been out for several days now, <laughs> but it's breaking here on this pod right now. We are breaking it wide open, baby. Let's get into it. Let me introduce you to the key players yes. of this installment of the franchise. Of course, as always, we have John Kramer, the Jigsaw Killer, Civil Engineer, you know it, Architect, you know it, and Petty King, beloved you Petty King. You absolutely know that. Petty Peepaw. <laughs> Petty Peepaw. <laughs> then, we also have returning Amanda Young, mm. who in this film is John's accomplice, Daddy Jigsaw's best girl, <laughs> and jealous and possessive queen. I just... You saying Daddy Jigsaw's best girl, like, made me make, like, a succession parallel in my mind, and I just feel like she wants a kiss from Daddy, which, like, that was the entire theme of succession, was, like, who's going to get a kiss from Daddy, and... That's... No, that's her whole thing. Like, John is Logan Roy, Amanda is Shiv Roy. Wow. 
Oh my god. That's, that make, I've never seen it, but that makes sense. I'm going to circle back to this when this is more fully formed. When we, at the end of all our <laughs> installments of Saw, when mm. we're finished, we're going to have a recap, and we'll, we'll get into that. I need to make a note of this so I don't forget. <laughs> but Amanda's back, and she's jealous, and she wants all of um, John's attention. Mm-hmm. And also returning, we have Detective Eric Matthews. <laughs> former homicide detective working for the Metropolitan Police Department, and he's a current victim of the dilapidated bathroom. It's claimed (laughs) another. Then we also have Lieutenant Daniel Rigg. He's back. Mm -hmm. He's also an officer for the Metropolitan Police Department. Uh Very vague. Then we have um, Detective Allison Carey. Yes, queen. (laughs) Snaps for Allison. Who is a homicide detective, a workaholic, and public enemy number one for some reason. (laughs) We don't know. Then we have Detective Lieutenant Mark Hoffman, Mm -hmm. also known as Hoffy. Hoff Hoff Daddy. Daddy. To some. To many. (laughs) And he's there. (laughs) He is really just there. He's there for like two seconds. And in all two seconds, I wrote this down in my notes, Mm. in the... Whole two seconds he's on screen in this film, he's doing the alpha Chad face. The entire time he's like, <laughs> I'm like, really suck in those cheekbones, pal. Really show them off. But he's there and he's smizing. Yeah. Then we have the first victim that we see, Troy, who's just <laughs> no some random name. guy. Just some guy mm. who's been repeatedly in and out of prison. And that's, deserves to die. That's his... Crime deserving of a horrific death. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Dr. Lynn Denlin, mm-hmm. who's a surgeon working at Angel of Mercy Hospital. Okay. <laughs> then we have Jeff, no last name yet. Um, he's a grieving father, obsessed with avenging his eight-year-old son, Dylan, who mm-hmm. was killed by a drunk driver. Yeah. And later on, spoilies, everyone. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like it goes without saying at this point, <laughs> there are going to be spoilers. That's kind of the whole thing. So, if you yep. haven't seen Saw 3 and you really it's don't want to spoil... It's been out since 2006. We'll just say Get that. out of this now. <laughs> but we're going to say. Later, he's revealed to be Dr. Denlin's husband. <gasps> oh my god. Shocking revelation. Crazy. Then we have Danica Scott. What a name. Obsessed. I, again, I know I've said this before, mm-hmm. but I love the attention they give to some names. And it's just like, Troy. Right? Or it's like, I, see, I don't even remember her name. The person that Dr. Gordon was having an affair with, what was her? She just had a first name. Oh, yeah. It's like Maria or something. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so no name for her. I'm surprised it wasn't also Allison. That's like a rip <laughs> that keeps coming up. Every woman's name is Allison or I'm Diana. Every woman is all in me. Everything you want now, baby. baby. So Danica Scott, she's there. Mm-hmm. She was a witness to Dylan's death, but she didn't stay at the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. And she drove away, ignoring Jeff's pleas for her to stay, and then she refused to testify in court. Great. Then we have Judge Halden, who presided over the case of Dylan's death and only sentenced the drunk driver to six months jail time. Yeah. Then we have Timothy Young, who is the drunk driver responsible for the death of Jeff's son, but then he also, like, tried to change his life around and go to, like, med school or something. Right. Yeah. So, those, that's the lineup. It's a pretty strong... It's star-studded, and we do see Hoffy for a couple of seconds, and that's important. It is important, because, like, you know, he shows up, and you don't know what his story is. No. You're just like, who is the seductive man? In a forensic jacket. I'm like, I don't believe this guy's doing the forensics. He's Chad-facing. He's, like, sweeping something. He's like... Mm, like, 
Uh, you can hear the noises he's making yeah. to he's set the jaw in place. Like, Ugh. He's straining. Things he, talking. He has Mike, Mike Rife. Mike Rife? <laughs> Matt Rife jaw. He does. Whew. He does. He's also holding, what was it, a Nintendo Switch in his mouth? <laughs> Me when I hold a Nintendo <laughs> Switch in my mouth. Okay, let's get into the plot. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. So, Saw 3... 2006 picks up right when Saw 2 2005 <laughs> leaves off. So minutes after Amanda Young leaves him in the underground bathroom at the end of Saw 2, Detective Eric Matthews escapes by breaking his foot with a toilet lid and slipping out of his ankle chain. Which is somehow the most gruesome thing in any of these movies thus far. It's so gnarly. Like maybe like the needle pit does get me, mm-hmm. but watching a man smash his foot Ow. Because, <laughs> like, they really... They show it. They show it. Like, you see it. They don't let it. up. They're like, we're gonna... Wee, 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 The Metropolitan wee, Police are after us. us. Carrie. Um, we love so, you, girl. We really do. We stand Carrie. If Carrie has one fan... It's it us. It is us. It's collectively us. as a unit. No, for sure. For sure. We love that. Bye. <laughs> One day, we'll have a professional podcast studio. That'd be so nice. That's soundproof, <laughs> and we won't have to record at my coffee table in downtown Toronto. <laughs> with sirens, or in my basement with a dog barking upstairs. Yeah, good times. <laughs> um, so six months later, another jigsaw victim is discovered by Lieutenant Rig and Detectives Carrie and Hoffman. Hoff Bobby. Daddy has entered the chat. <laughs> He's here. Okay. In a forensic jacket. I, it wasn't until you mentioned it that I was like, I don't believe him as no, a forensic because, person. Like in, like when I was looking for like the characters, yeah. it kept referring to him as both like Detective mm. Hoffman and Forensic Hoffman. Yeah. Like he's credited as Forensic Hoffman. That man is not in forensic. No. No. I refuse to no. believe that. Uh, so in his test, Troy, remember him, mm-hmm. was to rip chains from his body in order to flee from a bomb. However, the door to the room was sealed, making the trap inescapable, and thus going against Jigsaw's methods. His, his modus methods. operandi, if you will. And that's the classroom trap. So we know the victim's Troy. So he was stripped almost completely naked, which is great. <laughs> It also feels kind of unnecessary, but it feels it's very fine. unnecessary. It's fine. Yeah. Um, seated in a chair in the middle of the classroom. Also, why the classroom? I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, that's not. Ex- Was the school abandoned? Probably. <laughs> like every other building in this <laughs> franchise. Um, ha- chains are hanging from the floor walls and the ceiling. Eleven of them, and they're attached to large metal rings pierced through his skin. Mm. Ten of the chains are pierced through his hands, shoulders, Achilles tendons, arms, and external obliques. <laughs> it's so specific. The final ring of the last chain was pierced through his lower jaw. And on the table before him was a nail bomb, which is just glass jars filled with nails and C4 attached to the lid. I mean... Arts and crafts time again. Gets the job done. Um, and it, of course, has a timer. John loves those. He loves the timer. Um, in order to avoid being killed by the explosion... He had to rip out the chains before the timer went off. But, as Logan mentioned, Amanda Uh. (laughs) did make the trap unwinnable (laughs) and did not give him a chance to survive and welded the door 
<laughs> the room shut. And Jigsaw's reason for this, he comes on the tape, as always, mm. and he says, Despite all of the advantages and privileges that you were given at birth, you have returned to prison again and again, more comfortable in chains than you are in freedom? Question <laughs> mark. Okay, John. Play. It seems like maybe that's a problem with, you know, the prison system or whatever. Yeah, I just feel like repeating. you're more upset at the carceral state than you are at yeah. Troy. And like what sort of like systems are in place in Mystery City where every building is abandoned? Exactly. I don't what think are they doing about recidivism? Exactly. Let's get to the bottom of the real issues, John. Let's I think you're mad at the, the wrong Panopticon, people. shall we? Panopticon. <laughs> Fugo. Let's get into it. We took liberal arts in university. (laughs) It's not even liberal arts, but close enough. Close enough. It's a degree that doesn't matter. Well, yours yours matters. You went to school for a real thing. It doesn't, but thank you. Um, No, much like Lieutenant Daniel, this trap was rigged. Yeah. But um, Good one. Good one. Just wrap it up now. We're done. (laughs) Turn it off. Thank you for describing the classroom trap. Anytime. Um, I'll do it again. (laughs) Let's roll that one more time. So Carrie, our girl, who feels guilty over Matthew's disappearance, later awakens in a harness that's hooked into her ribs. Mm -hmm. A key to unlock the device is within a beaker of acid. Though she retrieves it, the device still tears her ribcage apart in opposite directions. Yeah. Making her trap inescapable as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's the angel trap. Which sounds so cute. It does. It sounds kind of like, aw. Yeah. Cute. (laughs) Um, A leather harness secured by a padlock and suspended slightly above the floor by two two chains. Two Two chains. Attached to her back is a heavy metal device with two mechanical arms. That in the initial position look like two folded up wings. Hence, Cute. angel. Twelve <laughs> C-shaped metal brackets were laid tightly around Carrie's chest with six brackets on each side of her body. The brackets are hooked into the rib cage and connected with the wired contraption on her back. Once the game began, the contraption would spread out its mechanical arms like wings and brutally rip open Carrie's chest if she didn't manage to free herself within 60 seconds. The key to the padlock of the harness lay in the beaker filled with acid, which was suspended from the ceiling by two chains two in front chains. of her. And then again, as mentioned, she gets it open, it drops to the ground, and it still doesn't free her, so it's likely that Amanda also made that unwinnable. Oh, Amanda. Because it also does show her just standing in front of Carrie, just being like, well... <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, I think you did that on purpose. I think she was behind that one. And this is what um, Jigsaw has to say to Miss Carrie. Mm. Her, his reasons for her. Miss Carrie, I'm so very blind. Oh my, it's a little bit scary. Up until now, you've spent your life among the dead, piecing together their final moments. That's her job. You're good at this because you, like them, are also dead. Dead on the inside. You identify more with a cold corpse than you do a living human. I believe you want to join your true family. Indeed, your only family in death. Carrie didn't deserve this. No, I have to say this right now. John, this one makes no sense for so many reasons. I had this down for like an option for an honestly moment. Mm. 
but we just need to talk about it now. Mm. Because if you're you're mad at her because she's too good at her job, <laughs> like if she was bad at her job, you would also put her in a trap. Yeah. So what is she meant to do? She's a detective. She has to solve crimes. And like, isn't it good that she's like empathetic towards the dead? Yeah. Like, and he's like, oh, you have no family. Oh, <laughs> die, bitch. Die about it. <laughs> Why don't you die about it? Why don't it? you die about it, Carrie? Poor Carrie. She, she didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Everyone hated her. And no. here she was just worried about Eric Matthews. Who didn't deserve her sympathy, by the way. No. No. He's a piece of garbage. They he did, did Allison Carrie dirty. <laughs> they did. What did she do? She's just a woman. She's just a woman. Good at her job. They hate to see a career woman winning. <laughs> they hate to see a girl boss win. Ridiculous. Okay, so Dr. Lynn Denlin is abducted from the hospital she works at and brought to the now bedridden John Kramer. Keep in mind, this man has brain cancer. His apprentice, Amanda, locks a collar armed with five shotgun shells around mm-hmm. Lynn's neck that is connected to John's heart rate monitor and will detonate if she moves out of range or John dies. Yeah. The shotgun collar. That's the shotgun collar. Here it is. Victim, Dr. Lynn Denlin. <laughs> Which, we talked about this when we watched the movie, mm. but there's never been a victim of a saw trap who was more over it from the beginning. Oh, yeah. She was, like, inconvenienced that they abducted her. She was like, ugh, okay. <laughs> like, it was just, like, that was the level. It was, like, mm-hmm. as if, like, her route to work was, like, canceled. Like, it yeah. was like, oh, there's traffic. You can't go that way. Subway's not running. It was like, ugh. Yeah, no, she was treating it as though it was, like, a road closure. Yeah, it was like, ugh, I can't. Okay, sure, we're here now. It's like, Lynn, (laughs) there's a shotgun trap on you. But basically, it's a collar placed around the neck and secured by a lock, of course. Locks everywhere. Five shotgun shells placed around the collar that directly aim at her head. Each of the shells have their own trigger, which all had to be activated individually. The collar was attuned to the signal of John's heart rate monitor. If the signal got lost either by Lynn going out of range or John flatlining, the collar would be activated, causing it to blow off Lynn's head. Um, In order to get the key to unlock the collar, she has to keep John alive by any means necessary until another victim finishes his game. Um, His reason for this, really just he needed a surgeon. And that was one. I think that was the reason. But she was also cheating on her husband and was depressed (laughs) because her child died and was neglecting their other child. That was his reasoning for that one. Sound. Sound reasoning. He's of sound mind. Mm -hmm. Especially in this film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So yeah, as you mentioned, Lynn is instructed by Amanda to keep John alive until another test subject has completed his game. The victim, Jeff, is a grief-stricken father Uh who is consumed with vengeance after the death of his son, Dylan, in a drunk driving crash years earlier. So Jeff must undergo a series of tests at an abandoned meatpacking plant to confront those involved in the case. Okay, so for those keeping track, Mm -hmm. it is abandoned mannequin factory. Check. Abandoned steel plant. Yes. And now abandoned meatpacking factory. Yes. What's next? Only time will tell. And are these connected via tunnel as well? I have no choice but to believe that they are. I have to, yeah. I believe. (laughs) I I believe. believe. 
Um, so that leads us into Jeff's trial, mm -hmm. which really goes across the entire yes. film. So I don't know if you want to break that yeah. down at the end or now. I'll introduce his trial, and then I have each kind of step Perfect. as its own trap. So do I. So Jeff's trial. Um, he, like Logan mentioned, woke up in Gideon Meatpacking Plant. <laughs> Wait, it has a name. Gideon. <laughs> like, okay, but where is it? <laughs> where are we? We're going to narrow we it down. Don't know. We're working on it. Um, in order to escape, he has to find his way through the building and face a series of other tests in order to overcome his obsession with revenge for the death of his son. And again, John... I don't know if, like, obsession is the right word. Like, this man lost his child in a horrific way, and of course he feels like the justice system failed him. I think he has, you know, a right to be <laughs> obsessed about no. that. No. he's like, mm. Oh, you love your dead son, don't you? <laughs> Why don't you join him with Carrie? <laughs> like, my God. Um, if he doesn't complete the game within two hours, the doors of the building would be locked and he'd be left to die in the meatpacking plant. And throughout the trial, he would receive several tools. One after each of the tests, he received a bullet, an empty magazine, a gun, and a key to the final area of the game. His reason, presented his initial reason, uh. is this. Over the past few years, you have become a shell of your former self, consumed with hatred and vengeance. Vengeance against the drunk driver who killed your only son. Vengeance against the killer, who, to your surprise and dismay, was set free after a hasty trial. Today, however, it will be you who will put on trial to escape from where you are. You will have to face a series of tests. You will have to suffer to move through each of them. But with each one, you will have a chance. A chance to forgive. When you complete the test, I promise you will finally come face to face with the man responsible for the loss of your child. That will be your ultimate test. Can you forgive him? No. <laughs> John really said, forgive and forget, babe. Babe. <laughs> Bury the hatchet. Forgiveness. So important. Meanwhile, his whole thing <laughs> is getting vengeance on people. And he's like, God, you're obsessed with vengeance. So I'm going to put you in a trap about it? John, self-reflection would be kind to you, my friend. Like, you're so obsessed with getting vengeance. Anyways, I have to go check on my other eight trap victims. <laughs> like, okay. Love you, but... Oh, wow. Be what a serious. Kid. Be so fucking for real, John. <laughs> okay, so in his first test, Jeff enters a freezer and finds a woman named Danica Scott, mm -hmm. the only other witness to wit... The only other witness to witness... Hell nope. yeah. The only right other on, witness to a drunk driving accident that killed his son, Dylan. By refusing to testify in court, she became an object of Jeff's <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> Danica is stripped naked and chained between two poles, spraying ice-cold water at random intervals. She eventually convinces Jeff to help her, though she freezes solid before he can retrieve the key from behind frozen metal bars. There's a really gross moment, too, when like he like gets mm. stuck to her or something and like peels part of her face yeah. off and just... And I don't know if that would happen, but... I don't know. I don't know. But let's get into the freezer room. First mm. trap of his test. <laughs> um, victim, Danica Scott. Danica's stripped entirely naked, chained by the arms to the ceiling in the middle of the freezer room. Positioned to the right and left of her are two vertical metal poles, each one with six nozzles aimed Ooh. directly at her. Connected to each nozzle was a hose, yep, which was connected to the room's water supply. 
Once the game began, Danica would have to be sprayed with water in intervals, which would ultimately result in her freezing to death. To survive, she had to rely on Jeff's help. The key to her chains hung from wire behind multiple cooling pipes on the room's back wall. Jeff had to grab through the pipes to obtain the key. That's really it. It's and so And boy, easy. did he take his time. Boy, did he take his time. I also did make a note that the freezer scene is very blue. It's so blue. I'm going to get it. It's cold. They really wanted to sell that to us. Also, this is our first glimpse at full frontal noodle, noodle tea. Noodle tea. <laughs> I love noodle tea. Oh my God. Yeah. Until the next film. <laughs> but we'll keep that under wraps for now. No spoilies for no that spoilies one. No spoilies for that one. Yeah. Danica is nude New. from head to toe. And the reason, this is his little, his little prelude. In the past three years, you've cursed the names of all, he's speaking to Jeff. He doesn't speak to Danica. (laughs) You must not speak to Danica. That's the thing. These other people are in traps because of Jeff. Like, it's his test, but also they're there. Like, you can't ignore them and not tell them what's going on. And also, like, they're the ones that have done things wrong. But Jeff... In the past three years, you've cursed the names of all those you thought were responsible for the death of your son. You fantasize that those accountable will pay. Well, in this room, you will find a woman in front of you chained in place. This will prevent her from running, much like she did the day your son was hit. Her name is Danica Scott. She was the only witness present at the scene of your son's untimely demise. If not for her own self-absorption and cowardice, she could have brought your son's killer to justice. Now it's you who has a chance to bring her to justice. Wow. So John. true. John. You so old true. card. Um, but yeah, so Jeff moves slower than any human being has ever moved in oh, their life. God. And it's not it's not like the key's in acid or mm-hmm. the key's in a pit of needles with a glow stick attached. Mm-hmm. The key is there. <laughs> it's not in a razor box that you stick both of your arms into. It's just behind some poles. He does have to, like, you know, it's frozen, so mm-hmm. he, he might get his little fingies cold a might little bit. Might be a little but, chilly. You know. It is one of the most accessible places that a key yeah. could be. He could have saved Danica. I think he was thrown off by how blue the roof was. <laughs> and I get it, because it's it. startlingly blue. It, so blue. So blue. So blue. So needless to say, he doesn't save her in time. No. She freezes to death. So, moving on to his next test, Jeff encounters Judge Halden, which is a crazy last name. That's no one's last name. Halden? I feel like that's been in something else, too. Like, I'm thinking, like, Pretty Little Liars. Was someone's name Halden? Are you thinking of Harden Scott? I am. I think I am. <laughs> From the ever Never after, mind. after ever, happy ever after. Fucking That's what I'm thinking of. We've interviewed Anatol. We have. Please listen to an old... <laughs> old episode of the previous iteration of honestly in our past lives we interviewed anna todd um judge halden who passed a lenient sentence on the driver who caused dylan's death uh judge halden is chained at the neck to the bottom of a vat Mm -hmm. rotting pig carcasses Mm -hmm. are dropped into a grinder that slowly filled the vat until jeff saves him by burning dylan's belongings in an incinerator to receive a key to retrieve a a key if this is, this is, I mean, they're all like really insensitive to Jeff, but this is one that I'm just like, really? Let's, we'll get, this is how this trap is set mm. up. 
So Halden has chained the ground of a large cylindrical vat by his neck. Yep. Next to the vat is a giant blender with multiple interlocking saws connected to the vat via a chute. <laughs> In addition, there's a conveyor-like contraption overhead. Once the game began, the blender was activated and rotten pig carcasses were carried into the room via the conveyor and dropped into the blades. They were blended and the pulp was emptied into the vat and over Halden's body, which if he wasn't released would cause him to drown in the pig sludge. <laughs> to survive, he had to rely on the help of Jeff, the key, which is like, not a good place to be, relying no. on the help of Jeff. No, this man's... <laughs> <laughs> um, the key to Halden's chain was hidden in an incinerator <laughs> among all of Jeff's memorabilia of his dead son. In order to save Halden... Jeff had to activate the furnace and burn all of the things inside, except for the key, which would drop into the incinerator's ash container. Mm -hmm. Why? I ask. (laughs) I ask you this. Why? And, like, they show a little, like, flashback of um, his daughter, Corbett. Corbett, yeah. (laughs) Um, Wanting to, like, play or, like, sleep with a toy that Mm -hmm. was Dylan's, and he gets mad and is like, don't touch his things. Which yeah. isn't nice to the child. I said reoccurring theme, bad dads. Bad dads, again. Again. <laughs> like, not nice to the child. No. Bad parenting move. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have to cut him some slack. His son just died in front of him. Yeah. Gotta be rough. He's not gonna be nice all the time. And that's... I don't think we have to make him burn his dead child's belongings. No, that felt, that felt cold, even for that's, John. Even for him. Like, come on now. Um, his... His little thing to uh, Jeff at this stage is, when the judge presiding over your case sentenced your son's murderer so lightly, your soul never recovered. Now you have the power to sentence his soul straight to hell. (laughs) Or you can forgive. The key that will free him is hidden inside your son's possessions. Possessions you have clung to for far too long. John's making up how long you can grieve. No, he, he said, is. there's a timeline. Get over it. He said, you get five bereavement days, and then it's back to work, <laughs> And then babe. we have to talk about it. Keep it pushing. Possessions you have clung to for far too long. Now, if you flip the switch on the incinerator beneath you, a fire will cleanse you of this obsession and destroy them all, leaving that's, only the key remaining. That's not it is it also the key that will bring you closer to the man accountable for taking your child. That's just not how life works. No. Like... Just because you incinerate belongings doesn't mean that your grief magically goes away. And also, <laughs> if anything, I feel like that would just make you feel worse. Because yeah. it's like, at least I had those things as a physical thing to remember physical them by. Reminders. Instead of just, like, memories. memories. You could see, like, oh, that was Dylan's. He yeah. liked that toy. Which was a pig. It's always a pig. It's always a pig. There's a huge, I wrote that down, mm. huge pig motifs. Cops. <laughs> Amanda's mask, the blender, yeah, and then the toy. Huge pig motif. Huge. <laughs> There's a huge. I'm picking up a huge pig. I'm getting notes of pig. I'm swirling the sludge around in a wine glass. I'm getting notes of pig sludge. Really pig forward. <laughs> uh, anything else to share? So the third test brings Jeff face to face with Timothy Young, his son's killer, who is now strapped to a machine that will twist his limbs and neck one by one until they break. This is one of the the most upsetting traps to me to watch. It's gnarly. Do you want me to read it now? I'd love if you would. Let's get into the rack. (laughs) 
victim, Timothy Young. Mm -hmm. A large metal crucifix placed on a small pedestal. The head and the limb segments are all movable and connected to their own individual gear system. His hands and feet were bolted in place, Mm -hmm. and his arms and legs are strapped to ensure he can't pull himself out of the trap. I mean, his hands and feet being bolted would be pretty... I feel like that would be a deterrent. hey, (laughs) hey, what do I know? Um, Once the game began, all of these separate gear systems activated one at a time, turning slowly and twisting and breaking Timothy's limbs. First his right arm, then the left, then the right leg, and then the left, and eventually his head. To survive, once again, had to rely on Jeff. The key to deactivate the trap hung from a wire in front of the barrel of a shotgun, located in an enlarged glass box. This wire was connected to the shotgun's trigger. Once Jeff removed the key, the shotgun would fire a shot at whoever stood in front of it, giving him little time to evade the shot. I think it's set up so that he would have to shoot himself mm. in some way. I don't think it would be, like, in his head. I think it would be, like... Yeah. It's just shoot himself to, like, save this man, I think was the Yeah, point. I didn't think he had to kill himself. But... It doesn't happen that way. Um, His reason, it's wordy. This is a big boy. He says, if you're listening to this, and like, you know he is, John. You set it up. Like, you set it up for him to get here. Like, you know that he is. If you're listening to this. It's like leaving a message like, hey, it's me again. Um, If you're listening to this, like, ignore my other messages. I was just like feeling kind of like hormonal and crazy. Um, Anyways, call me back. Um, If you're listening to this, that means that the confrontation you so long dreamed of is finally unfolding. In your head, he is a cipher, a symbol of your life changing, a symbol of death. I present to you now as a simple human being. His name is Timothy Young. He's 27 years old, a medical student with a mother and a father just like you. A man whose life also changed the day your son died. That day, he made a terrible mistake. John has justified <laughs> drunk driving at this point, which is very interesting. <laughs> drunk, driving drunk driving and child <laughs> murder. <laughs> you believed he didn't pay for that mistake, and now is your chance to make him pay. The device Timothy is strapped to is my personal favorite. I call it the rack. The human body is miraculous creation. Ever wonder how far the arm can twist? Yeah. Do you ever wonder if your head like gets spin around? On, like, or something? It can't. Timothy found out. Mm. This device is going to start twisting. There's a chance he might live, though, with your help. To your right is a box. At the back of the box is a key. It's tied to the trigger of a shotgun. The question you have to ask yourself is this. Are you willing to take a bullet for the man who killed your son? Does do unto others as you would have them do unto you apply here, Jeff? Make your choice. <laughs> Really incredible stuff. So Jeff retrieves a key, which is attached to the trigger of a, a shotgun, but Halden is killed when the shotgun accidentally discharges, and Jeff is too late to save Timothy before his neck is fatally broken. It's gnarly. It's pretty gruesome. Um, but with his test nonetheless complete, <laughs> Jeff moves on to the final area. I did say when we were watching this movie that I find it hard to believe that a white judge would have only yes. sentenced a black man to six months in prison for killing a child. Not, not even, no. What sort of metropolitan area no. are they in? This is, no. <laughs> no, no. It wouldn't happen. It not simply to get political, happen. but. <laughs> but it simply would not happen. I found that a little hard to believe. Really took me out of it. I did. I was like, six months <laughs> for killing a child while drunk driving? 
And John going, he made a mistake. Oh my god. He just, just needed, like, he's just a, a little guy. He's just a boo boo. He's just a little guy. He's learning. We're all learning together. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Lynn and Amanda work together to keep John alive. <laughs> During an improvised brain surgery intended Uh to relieve tension on John's brain, he semi-consciously professes his love for another woman who Amanda mistakes for Lynn. Mm -hmm. And Amanda comes in this bitch mad as hell. She is so jealous. She's so jealous. And I have in my notes that she's a water sign for sure. Because John says at one point, I don't remember like when this is, but he says her emotion (laughs) is also her weakness. If that's not water sign energy... I don't know what is, and speaking as a cancer. <laughs> so anyway, Amanda's pissed off. Um, she's distressed from witnessing this. She leaves the sick room to continue watching Jeff's progress. It is revealed that Amanda cuts herself in her stress, and she, she has like a little... Yeah, I have to... Not only does she cut herself, but she has like a little box of wonder that she pulls down. She rolls out like a red carpet, and she has, like, she has it all ready to go. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. It's like a production. It's for okay. sure. All right, girl. And I mean, like, I don't want to negate anybody's experience. Like, if that's... That's your life. If that's your life, if that's your you journey, need if that's your carpet. experience, roll out the red carpet for your self-harm, by all means. <laughs> don't self-harm. But if you do, make sure you have a red carpet and a little ornate box <laughs> to keep all your yes. treasures in. important to have rituals. Um... <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. It's don't, bad. It's, don't do don't it. Do don't it. do it. Hey. No. Hey. 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 No, you're don't so sexy. It. Oh my god, don't do it. Don't have the red carpet. You're so hot. No. Do it for me. Um She recollects recollects recollects. She recollects. She recollects <laughs> speaking with John and kidnapping Adam prior to the events of the first mm-hmm. film. She's going back down memory lane. lane. Taking a little trip. John, John would be so mad at her for having memories. He'd be like, burn them! <laughs> he would be, burn them. Um, soon after, Amanda also finds a letter addressed to her, and its contents cause her more distress. Girl. She's just distressed She's as hell. She's really distressed. So following the surgery, little impromptu, Im- improvised brain yeah. surgery that Lynn does, her and John talk privately. She reveals that her ordeal has given her a new appreciation for her family. That's magic. Yeah, it works that just like that. That is music to John's ears. He's like, you get it. He's like, I've finally done it. Um, Amanda returns with the news that Jeff's tests are complete, but she refuses to release Lynn, which yeah. was kind of what was agreed upon at the beginning yeah. of the film. I also have to note that we discovered examples mm-hmm. of the, like, mean girl to like healthcare professional mm. pipeline mm-hmm. evident in this film and the interactions between Lynn and Amanda. Yeah. Because she calls her freak at one point. And when this woman is like so distressed mm. by like this man who she sees as like a father mentor figure yeah. being sick and like having an operation, she's like talking to him and <laughs> Lynn is just like, he doesn't even know you're there. You freak. Like, it's literally like, whoa, okay. No, like, Lynn is such a bitch, and it's, like, very much, like, mean girl to healthcare yeah. worker pipeline. It's very evident. It's a tale as old as time. 
Um, yeah, so Amanda refuses to release Lynn. She doesn't believe that she's learned anything, no. which is not true because she was just expressing to John that yeah. it's really made her reevaluate things yeah. and the way she treats her family. Um, Amanda doesn't believe anybody changes after being tested and designed her test to be inescapable <laughs> accordingly, yeah. um, including Troy's and Carrie's from the yeah. beginning of the film. Amanda also reveals that she and Eric Matthews fought after he escaped the bathroom and that she managed to overpower him and leave him for dead. She also returned to the bathroom and gave Adam, our dear sweet Adam for the first movie, a mercy killing. Yeah. We didn't need to see Adam suffocated. No. I didn't want to see... Um, and it ruins our vision that he's alive and well. But he is. He he's is. just sleeping. I believe, A long sleep. I believe that Adam is alive and well. This is also in their interactions where we get Amanda being just like the greatest... And she's like, I bet you're distracted by, like, all the things in this room that could kill me. Like, I'd go with my neck, but I'm not a surgeon. What do I know? And she's like, you should probably, like, start with the shells. But, like, hey. She's like, I should know. I, I built, built it. it. Slay queen. No, Amanda is so cunty, and we love her for it. That was, like, it's so good. Like, she is jealous and going overboard, but she's also slaying. Yeah. And that's really all we can ask that's for. That's her jiggy saw, not yours. That's her torture peepaw. <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> her petty peepaw. Her petty peepaw. Um, yeah, and I think ultimately Amanda and Lynn just wanted to kiss. They did. And it's, I think if they had, a lot of this could have been avoided. The tension would have been relieved. I, there's a lot of like, flirtatious energy. She like says, like, are you going to behave? Mm -hmm. Like, whispers it, like, hotly in her ear. Yes, mommy, She also does, like, a little, like, she, like, scoots on John's wheelchair and, like, lifts both of her <laughs> feet off the ground. I'm like, that's so cute, Amanda. Wow. So cute, so flirty. So cute. We love it. <laughs> um, so Jeff arrives in the makeshift sick room just as Amanda shoots Lynn in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is very much a, like, OC moment where everybody's like shooting each other. It's like, mm, what you say? Really, SNL, dear brother. Um, so then he retaliates by shooting Amanda in the neck. Mm. And a saddened John, he's sad, reveals to Amanda that Lynn's test was actually hers. Mm -hmm. She was being tested on her will to keep someone alive. She had not known that Jeff and Lynn were married. Yeah. And that's Amanda's test. That's Amanda's test. So. She had to oversee Lynn's game until Jeff finished his series of tests. However, she didn't know they were married. And literally all she had to do was let Lynn live and remove her collar once John ordered her to do so. However, throughout the game, John frequently provoked the mentally unstable Amanda, who was dependent on him, by showing signs of affection for Lynn. Amanda killed Lynn and refused to free her. After Jeff finished the test, she was like, "No, <laughs> I won't be I'm doing not that." Gonna, maybe if you let her in on it, she yeah, would have done that. maybe because she'd want to please you, but that doesn't fit your your little fantasy, your narrative. <laughs> it doesn't fit your narrative. So Amanda dies. It's really tragic. It's really sad. Gone she, too soon. Doesn't she say like "fix me" or something to him? Oh. Like she's like holding her knife. She's like. Me, like Amanda. Oh my god. Like we, my heart. We lose Carrie and Amanda yeah. in one fell swoop in this yeah. movie. Yeah. God, they hate Girl women. Gone. She dies from her wounds. <laughs> she dies. 
She did. She did. <laughs> um, and John gives Jeff one last test where he can choose to either kill John or forgive him for all the pain he has caused him and his family. If Jeff's... <laughs> Jeff's... <laughs> If Jeff forgives him, John will call an ambulance to save Lynn. And that brings us to Jeff's final test. Yeah. Um, I won't reveal the quote until the end. Okay. And I feel like maybe... I'll leave out some of this until the end. Because okay. I feel like it spoils it a bit. But <laughs> And we're all about we're no all, spoilers. Yeah, that's our whole thing. So the final test victims are Jeff... Also Lynn, mm-hmm. also John, also Amanda, and one mystery person yet to be revealed. After facing his previous test, Jeff finally faces John Kramer. John offers Jeff a simple choice, forgive and save himself, his wife, and a mystery person, or he could take revenge and kill John with one of the many tools in the room. However, it would result in the detonation of Lynn's shotgun collar. And then Jeff would be locked in the meat plant. And that would be unfortunate. That would be. So despite this, Jeff takes a circular saw, tells Johnny forgives him, and then slashes his throat. Yeah. Which is all, you know, forgiveness and slashing someone's throat go hand in hand. hand. Um, Then, as stated, the door to the room seals Mm -hmm. as the dying John pulls out a tape recorder. (laughs) Yeah. Because if there's one thing this man loves... It's I wrote down at this part in my notes, John never forgets a bit. I wrote that down too. <laughs> but it was like at the beginning of the movie, I wrote John Kramer never forgets a bitch. I wrote that down too. What he was, does it. What was I writing that in context to? Because that was like, at the, anyway, it's not important. But he doesn't. Never forgets a bitch. He never forgets him. Um, so John pulls out a tape recorder as he's dying from his slashed throat. And on the tape, it tells Jeff that he has failed the test by killing John who was the only person to know the whereabouts of Corbett, <laughs> what Jeff's a beautiful daughter. Name for a girl. Corbett would be a lovely name for a girl. Jeff would have to play another game to find her before she runs out of air. As the message ends, John goes into cardiac arrest and dies. Yeah. Therefore, the shotgun collar simultaneously destroys Lynn's head. <laughs> destroys her head. <laughs> Fatal. Uh, leaving Jeff sealed in the room with the three corpses. Yeah. And this is, this is the, um, voice memo. Mm. He leaves him. (laughs) Hello, Jeff. I made this tape as an insurance policy, if you will. And if you're listening to it, then it's time to collect. (laughs) I was your final test of forgiveness. And if you're listening to it, then you failed. (laughs) Now you must pay the price. The price of living for nothing but vengeance. Now I will give you something to live for. I told you that you couldn't kill me. Jeff, but I didn't tell you why. And the answer is simple. I'm the person responsible for the loss of your child. I'm the only one who knows where your daughter is. She only has a limited supply of air, Jeff. And if you want to get her back, you'll have to play a game. <laughs> it's like, I told you you couldn't kill me, but I didn't tell you why. Which, like, that is so funny. I didn't tell you why you couldn't kill me. Like, you're not giving people the whole story, John. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair either. (laughs) Just gonna say. Just gonna throw that out there. It's not consent, and it's not informed consent either. There's no consent anywhere. Hey. (laughs) And there's nothing more important than informed consent. (laughs) That's so true. And we've always said that. Shall we bingo? 
We shall. Bingo bongo. Banging bimbos and bopping bops. So true. So true, bruh. Okay. So this one, mm. if you're playing along. If you're vaping along with you're us. along with us. Free space. Mm-hmm. Check. We also have gag-worthy plot twist. Corbett. She's trapped. And her name is Corbett. <laughs> That's a gag-worthy That's plot a gag-worthy twist. That's a gag-worthy plot twist. Twished? Twished. Um, character, what is this one? No. Hold on. Girl. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Something's happening here. Something went awry. Something's happening here. Okay. Character miraculously survives what should have been a fatal attack. Um, that is when Amanda is being beat up by Eric Matthews. Oh. And her head is slammed into the wall about repeatedly. 15 times. Yes. And she doesn't even, like, pass out. You're absolutely right. Just smashed into like tile. Yeah. She's built different. And she's fine. Yeah. So that's a check. I have a funny thing to say about that later. But yes. Then we have the emotionally devastating death of a beloved character. Uh, uh, like Times a couple. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie. Beloved to us and no one else. <laughs> then Jigsaw. And then Amanda. Amanda. Sad. Rip. Um, character calls out hello or is anybody there because Jeff wakes up in a meat plant and that's what he does. He goes hello. hello? <laughs> Who's gonna respond back? The pigs. The Are pigs. the pigs still screaming? <laughs> Jeff. The pigs still screaming. <laughs> and then we have ending leave room. Leave room. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Love Mary. Michael Love Mary. I speak so good. Um, ending leaves room for a sequel because Corbett. <laughs> you try. Because Corbett, Corbett, period. Do it for her. (laughs) Pictures of Corbett. Oh. I I can't. So, like, Dylan was, like, the brother, like, the son, who was older, I think, than Corbett. Imagine naming your first kid Dylan, perfectly normal name, works for a boy or a girl, and then the second baby comes out of the womb and you go, Corbett. (laughs) Like, is that a family name? wrong when you say Corbett. Corbett. Like, we just, Corbett. It's That's okay, crazy. Dylan Denlin. Mm-hmm. Corbett Denlin. You gave her no chance. That's why John put her in a trap. Dylan Denlin. Lynn Denlin. Jeff Denlin. Jeff Denlin. Sounds like Jeff's done him a little bit. <laughs> he just pulls out a puppet. I'm just saying, something out of the puppets? And then Corbett Denlin? Corbett. This Corbett. is my daughter, Corbett? Corbett. Corbett. It's a frog. Babe? That's a frog. Babe. Corbett. <laughs> Corbett. Anyway. No disrespect to Corbett. All the disrespect to Corbett. But She's yes. my new Carrie. She's, oh my god. I hate her for no reason. Um, yeah, so that was our bingo. We yeah. still have yet to get a full bingo. I know. But we're working up to it. The franchise is still young. We'll get there. I I believe. We've got seven more movies to get oh my through. Goodness. How exciting. <laughs> no, it's pretty thrilling. It's, it's good. And you think about it, by the time we wrap this season, we're gonna be into twenty twenty four. Which means And the next song will be coming out within the year. That's so exciting. That's major. And there's rumors. Bidding. The rumors are circulating. The rumor mill is churning things out. And that's pretty exciting. And we're pretty excited. Stay tuned. <laughs> Watch this face. <laughs> I do have a fun fact that I wanted to share, yeah. and I meant to say this last week, but then I forgot. Did you know that Shawnee Smith 
who famously plays Amanda Young, was in an American country music duo with actress Missy Pyle. I did not. They were called Smith and Pyle. Wow. Hey. Oh my God. Look at them. Missy Pyle. Wow. Yeah. That's very exciting. I tried looking them up on Spotify because I wanted to like <laughs> listen, but they're not on there. That's a crime. So I don't know where their music exists. They were active from 2007 to 2011. So like right in the Saw years, just after, during, and I just think that's incredible. Oh my god. Because they were filming a pilot together, that's how they met, and then... They were a duo. They went to Coachella together, and then they created their own duo. That's crazy. So I love that. I thought that was fun. I have a fun fact too. (gasps) Hit me. And it's... It kind of, it's relating to the newest installment okay. of Saw. But when he's off, we'll get to that movie. But when he's mm-hmm. off, where he's at, <laughs> he's drawing yeah. his little drawings. And it's the rack. Mm-hmm. And then he has a change of heart and he like crumples it up and throws it away. Like he's not going to do that anymore because he's healing and he's going to change. Right, he's had a change of but heart. then things happen in that film and he whoop, <laughs> he decides to go through with the rack. Up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see you. Poor John. He's been through so much. He has. He has. I don't understand him all the time, but I love him. But I still respect him. Yeah. That's Peepaw. That's Peepaw. That's Peepaw. Sometimes they have crazy beliefs and you go, oh, Peepaw. (laughs) You can't do that. It's 2023. (laughs) We can't be saying all that. Um, But at the end of the day, it's your Peepaw. That's Peepaw. Goofs and gaffs? Goofs and goofs and gaffs. I have a few. There's actually like a ton for this movie on IMDb, but I found them all boring and not interesting. <laughs> so I found a few that were, that were like, worth it. okay. But yeah, apparently it was nothing but goofs and gaffs <laughs> for this one. Um, Jeff. I mean, hey. say less. So at, let's, where do we want to start? Let's, what's like the earliest one that they have? They're all from about the same time. Frame <laughs> I love that. So we'll just start at the beginning. So at an, around an hour and 29 minutes, Shawnee Smith, Amanda, is seen biting down on blood capsules while she's being bashed into a wall by Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg? Donnie Wahlberg? Wow. Wow. Donnie bash a woman into, into a, a Wahlberg? Wahlberg. <laughs> I see you. Did you write that? No, I didn't. But I said, Eric Matthews, first he beats up an old man with cancer, then he beats up a woman. Wow. I see why you're in that trap. I'd put you in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then similarly, when Detective Eric Matthews is fighting Amanda and beats her head against the wall, there's no blood on the wall, even when Amanda has blood all over her face. So once again, she's just built different. She's just built different. She's fine. Like bashing her Shake wall, bashing her wall, bashing her head <laughs> into, into a, a wall. tile wall and no blood gets on it. That's impressive. It's amazing. I see why John kept her around. It's amazing, really. Um, at about an hour and 17 minutes after Jeff and Judge Halden, Halden, <laughs> Judge Harden Scott, get out Shut of, off. get out of the vat of pureed pig, mm. they're dry and clean for the rest of the movie. <laughs> they are! You're covered in guts! No goop sludge, on that. Sludge. Pig sludge. Pig motifs. 
<laughs> Even. Pig puree. Mm. No, they're absolutely clean. Dry and clean. Ready to go. There was also a shower. We just didn't see that. Right. That wasn't included. That was a separate tape. It was like, in front of you, you will see a shower. <laughs> Please clean yourself off. It's icky. It's icky. It's you icky. smell. Um, at one point, Jeff sees the jigsaw puppet on his little tricycle. Um, the handlebars are red in one shot, and then they're just gray. <laughs> Just completely change colors. Oh my god, that was another thing in this film. We see a flashback of John painting Little Billy. Mm. More arts and crafts. John loves arts and crafts. He loves it. He loves it, and we love it. We love we him for it. love it. Um, and the last one I have is at an, around an hour and 40 minutes, when Jeff slices John's throat using a circular saw, there's no blood on the saw when he drops it to the floor. These people don't bleed. That's very impressive. It's really impressive. It's really... I just think, like, given the fact that, like, you're on the set of a horror movie, you probably have, like, a surplus of fake blood to be <laughs> just using. Just throw it on there. You'd think... You'd use it. You wouldn't be so stingy with it. Use it. But hey. Use it up. What do I know? Not a goddamn thing. Traps first? Let's do traps Let's first. Do traps first. Let's refresh our memory we have mm. the classroom trap we have the angel trap mm-hmm. the shotgun collar um jeff's trial which includes freezer room pig vat the rack and then we have jeff's final test and amanda's test okay when we talk about these because these a lot of these are dependent on another person yeah how are we evaluating our ability to survive these are we the jeff in this situation i think we're the person relying on jeff okay so, so we're dead, we're dead. <laughs> we're dead. <laughs> that's it wrap it up <laughs> well let's start with the classroom trap um it's rigged it's rigged angel trap and classroom trap rigged rigged no chance of survival amanda said maybe you can but you <laughs> but won't you won't <laughs> um so no, mm-hmm. I think if they weren't rigged, the angel trap, ow. Yeah, short-term but, pain, long-term gain. Yeah, classroom trap, I don't think I could do that. No. I feel like I struggle when I have like a splinter in mm-hmm. to get it a out. Paper, like a paper oh, cut that's I painful. I did a big one. Like any sort of, yeah. I, Your earrings sometimes give you a hard time. Oh my God. Just like tons of those I'm all over just, you. My ear just starts gushing blood. <laughs> so I don't think that's for us. No. Shotgun trap. I'm not a surgeon. I couldn't help John. <laughs> but if I was a surgeon, I think I'd survive Yeah. It. But then if we're contending with Amanda. Okay. Let, let's take crazy Amanda <laughs> out of the scenario for a second. If. Things had gone according to John's plan, then yes. Yeah. If I had the wherewithal to be a brain surgeon, sure, I'd perform a little improvised surgery, a little craniotomy yeah. on this man. Casual. No biggie. Not even a thing. I think I could survive that. Yeah. If I had the skills needed to perform yeah. the surgery, which I do not. I think that's, yeah, she just had to take care of him. And, you know, she's a whole care professional so she literally just had to do her job yeah with and she she wasn't phased not at all she's the least phased up until her death <laughs> yeah she wasn't even that concerned all throughout she's like all right well this might as well happen everything adult so life is already so goddamn, goddamn weird. weird it's very her very her freezer room we're relying on Jeff. well and again the slowest moving man in america yeah. in the metropolitan universe <laughs> It's, we're not surviving. No, we're not. 
Pig fat? Barely. Mm. I just think, like, I would want to die at that point. Yeah, if I was covered in, like, a thick layer of pig ooze. Pig puree? I, no. I just, like, leave me here. And rotting pig puree. You know, it's repulsive. Like, no, just let me drown in it, please. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to come out. I just feel like I I would never feel. I would choose not to. (laughs) I would feel like I would never feel clean after that. Well, if you came out. In this film, you would you be. You would be. Clean, that's true. So it's not even a problem. Um, the rack. Mm. No. No. That's again relying on Jeff, who has proven time uh, and time again that he cannot no. be relied upon. And then Jeff's test. That's also simple. Easy. Just as hell. save all of these people. Yes. You could have. Like you can still be vengeful after. Like just lie. Just yeah. be like, yeah, I forgive I them forgive and I'll save them. I forgive all of them, but. Go fight with them in the parking lot when you get out. Exactly. Like, Jeff is the stupidest man. He's so terrible. He just had a chance to save everyone, and instead everyone died. Even those putting the trap together. <laughs> he killed everyone. Truly. He went in and could have saved every single person, yeah. and instead every single victim was killed and the perpetrators. <laughs> and Corbett is missing. <laughs> There are no survivors in this no. movie except for it, Jeff. Except Jeff, and he's gonna die because he's trapped. Because like he does manage to save the judge, but then the judge gets fucking killed yeah. in the next trap anyway. Because he accidentally shoots him while he's like fiddling with the wire to try to figure it out. There are no survivors no. of Jeff. None. Not even Corbett. <laughs> Corbett. 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 <laughs> um, and Amanda's test. I think I could have done that. Just take the collar off Lynn. I'm with you, Amanda. <laughs> Hashtag I'm with her. <laughs> no, I think it just, just listen. He'll be just happy listen. for you. He'll be like, yes, Amanda, you did the right thing. And again, like, even if like internally you don't agree, just put on a show yeah. for John. Because he was looking at you like a disappointed father. He was like, mm, Amanda... And that has to hurt more than the jealousy that you're feeling. That's gotta hurt. So I feel like, yeah, I could have survived that. Just, you could also lie. You know, you don't have to be like, yeah, I like her. Even though you do want to kiss her, but. You literally do. They don't want to smooch so bad. (laughs) And they should have. They should have. And it's rude that they didn't. Yep. But. I agree, I agree. Okay. I agree. That's fine. So those are the traps. I think this, um, because of Jeff, has a very low chance of us surviving. (laughs) Yeah, I... Seeing as no one did. That's crazy. <laughs> Jeff has a lot of blood on his he hands. He does. Corbett first. Letterbox reviews time. Let's get into it. There were some good ones for Saw 3, 2006. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed looking through them. So we'll start with... Um, Jigsaw is honestly so insane. You could accidentally cut him off in traffic one day. Next minute you're waking up in the knob twister. <laughs> I love when people say that. Ugh. It's so true. It that is. was from um, Persia. So thank you for that. This one's from Shay. They say, Amanda killing Adam is gay on gay violence. <laughs> true. <laughs> Which it is, you know? Like, we can't have that. No. They weren't being... Amanda wasn't being an ally. Mm-hmm. Stop burying your gaze. We can't do this. Um, And doing it yourself. Sarah says, moment of silence for all the hot ladies who get killed in this. (laughs) There is. There is. Amanda, Lynn. Carrie. Danica. Danica. It's unfortunate. 
These movies hate women. <laughs> We're learning as we go along. We really are. Uh, David says, quite Shakespearean. Jigsaw monologuing from his deathbed. <laughs> Shawnee Smith playing to the rafters. A guy almost drowning in pig guts. But man, how dumb are these cops? Just do some forensic accounting. Find out who's buying way too many spinning this blades right now. This is what we're saying. <laughs> this is what we've been saying from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just like figure out why someone needs that many pig carcasses. Yeah. That many saws. That many chains. That many tape recorders. Like, I think you can figure it out. Follow the money. <laughs> it's not that hard. We're cops. We're better cops than the ones in this movie. A-cat, yeah, sorry. Um, Jay says, (laughs) Jeff slashing John's throat. Call an ambulance. John using his final movement to reveal a new game for Jeff. But but not not for for me. me. That's the most accurate one of them all. That one really made me laugh. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. But But not not for me. This man Jigsaw has a brain tumor and decided for the rest of his days he's going to make everyone's <laughs> life a living nightmare. If he's dying inside, we all dying inside. I'm sorry, but I got to stand this petty ass king. You have king. to. You have to. I mean, like, if there's one thing John's going to do, it's be a petty ass yeah. king. Yeah. And then finally, from Sophie, John Kramer's work ethic is crazy. <laughs> it is. He's dying and he's still managing to put all of this together. And yes, he has help. But still, I mean, he's the mastermind behind all of this. He's figured it all out. Our own review, which I'm never prepared for (laughs) by having... We have our categories. Category is... Category? Plot, Mm -hmm. characters, scare factor, acting, aesthetic. Tens across... (laughs) Words out of five. Tens (laughs) across the board. Okay, plot. Believability. Does the premise make sense? If it doesn't make sense, is it at least a good premise? How far does suspending disbelief get you? I think that it doesn't make sense just because the reason that he picked all of these people mm-hmm. is insane. Like, you're upset at a father who, lost, who a child. lost a child and then the justice system kind of failed. Yeah. You're mad at him for that, for being upset about that. Mm-hmm. But then it's good. Like, it doesn't make sense, but it's good because it makes sense to the character John Kramer. Absolutely. Like, it makes, like, he would do that. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like you do kind of have to suspend disbelief when you're talking about John Kramer. Yeah, because you're like, why are you this mad about that? Because he exists in a different world. Yeah, petty. (laughs) Petty world. He does not exist in the same realm that we do. He's in a whole other world, and I love that for him. Yeah. What about the twists? Is there a plot twist? If there is, does it add anything? Do they pull a Ryan Murphy and try to do too many at once? Is it a plot twist that we saw coming or was it actually gag worthy? I think with all Saw movies, you always know that a plot twist is coming, but it still gets you every time. Yeah. At least it gets me every time. I feel like they're just kind of integral to the franchise at this point. Like, you know that Hello Zep's going to start playing at the end and you're going to be shaking ass and being like, oh my God. You know it's coming, but you don't necessarily yeah. know what it is. And it was gag worthy because it's like, oh my god, of course you wouldn't forget like a missing child. Child, like you're like mm, this dangling <laughs> Corbett. Oh her! Did you forget about her? Cute Corbett would be a shame if something happened to her. So I think the plot twist is good. 
I think the twists are great. I think like when you find out that Jeff and Lynn were are married, that she was cheating on him. Like I just think, I think if there's one thing Saw is gonna do right, it's a plot twist. Yeah, every time. I think that's important. Um, moving on to characters, let's start with the main characters. Likeability. <laughs> How deserving are the characters who make it out alive? There aren't nope. any. Um, did they make smart decisions? <laughs> were they so annoying that you started to root for the baddie? Yes. Yes, they were. I feel like we're always rooting for John no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Did They didn't deserve to be there. All no. of them. Mm-mm. All of them. Um, Carrie especially. <laughs> <laughs> what did she do? Carrie deserved um, better. I don't think the reasons made sense. I don't think they deserved to be there. The only person left alive certainly did not deserve to be the only person left alive. No. Um, so that's disappointing. But it does make you root for Amanda and John John. more because you're just like, oh, they're so fun. They are fun. And, you know, it's such a loss at the end that we lose both of them. It is. Like, I know that they come back in various capacities, but but it's it's sad to see them go. I hate to see them go, but I would love to watch (laughs) them leave. And go, wee, at a little wheelchair. Um... What about the background characters? Are they likable or do they serve any purpose or do they just exist for exposition? I mean, they do exist just to be like, this is the story. Yeah. But they all make sense as to like like stages in the case mm-hmm. yeah. and why he would be upset at certain people. Like they all they all make sense. 100%. I don't think any of them are particularly likable, but no. they're not supposed to be. Exactly. Um, and then the baddie, John and Amanda in this case, <sighs> what's their likability? And 100%. Were their actions justified? Yes, always. <laughs> I've, I've talked about how no one deserved to be in the trap, and I'm like, but I love them, and they were right. It's like in um, Parks, Parks and Rec. He was like, I love you. You've never done, done anything, anything wrong. wrong. That's us to John like, and Amanda. I know that about you. I know. Money? Money? Um, yeah, I, I don't think the actions were justified because why was Amanda making inescapable traps for people who did nothing wrong, yeah. essentially? Um, and why was, why was John going about what he did the way that he did? Yeah. They're still likable, though. Love them, even. <laughs> I would say lovability through the roof. Um, scare factor. How scary was it? What would our chances of survival be? And are the deaths and kills creative? Yes, creative. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, scary. The rack is haunting. Detective Matthews slamming his foot oh, to get it to out watch. of the chain. Terrible. Survivability. Low. Not good. Not <laughs> very good. low. Which is scary when your life depends on Jeff. <laughs> From this movie. And nowhere else. And nowhere else. Um yeah, I feel like there are some gnarly ways to go yeah. in this one. And it is somehow a little bit scarier to like be relying on somebody yeah. else. And it's scary to like almost make it to the end, but then you're relying on Amanda to like not be mad at you. Yeah. That's scary. You're relying on crazy Amanda to not be crazy. <laughs> to not be crazy and like upset that you're stealing people's attention. Yeah. No, I mean like I said, she's a water sign. She's gonna be crazy. <laughs> You're moving back and forth. Can't be trusted. Um, yeah, 
I, uh, it's scary when you're relying yeah. on Jeff to stay alive. Yeah, it is. Utterly terrifying. Um, how was the acting? Was it good? Was it bad? Or was it so bad that it transcended and became perfect? I think it's always good. I think it's good too. Yeah. You know, I really, I feel they for sell Amanda. It. Shawnee Smith? <laughs> A queen. We love. Chef Kiss. Perfect. And then aesthetic. Setting, quality of special effects, editing, stylistic choices. Um, very blue. Very blue. Very green at points. Yes, I said at the beginning, very green with a touch of yellow. Yes, there were yellow tinges mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Like, I feel like the classroom trap, like, that was very that yellow. That was very, very yellow. If I'm remembering correctly. But and then, then parts of, like, the sick room mm-hmm. were green, but also a little yellow. Yellow. Carrie, her trap, the angel trap, very green. Very green. But then, freezer room, very Very blue. Very blue. So they're still keeping up with the colors. (laughs) They really have like three main colors that they rotate between. The blue in the freezer room is very reminiscent of the blue in the first movie in the bathroom. And the bathroom will always be blue. Flashbacks, it's blue. It's blue. It's blue. Yeah. Not quite as blue as it was in 2004, but blue. Blue, nonetheless. Um, quality of special effects. Great. I think it's great. I think they do a good job. Yeah, because they do, like, practical stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's always better to watch. I think so, too. We're aligned on that. We're aligned. Um, editing. Do they make any crazy editing choices? Well, they always do the let's condense everything you've just seen into, like, Mm -hmm. a few seconds. TikTok edit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love that for them. <laughs> um, so that's always crazy, but it feels like a staple of the franchise, and so it's important. It's very important. We can't fault them for it. No. Um, okay, so where is everything ranking? Where are we, out of five saws, what are we giving plot? I'd be comfortable with the 3.5 again. A 3.5? Yeah. Okay. What are you, what are you leaning towards? I, a 3.5 sounds good to me. I have no qualms with that. 3.5. Um, characters. I love, I love them. But I don't love Jeff. I don't love Jeff. And he really brings it down. He's bringing down the average for (laughs) sure. What would you say? Two. I'm thinking two. (laughs) I agree. And that's Jeff only. If we were ranking Amanda mm. and John. Five out of five. Five out of five. Even Lynn, throw her in there. Oh, she I was like so Lynn. unbothered. She was so unbothered and she was just being so bitchy. She called her a freak. She said, oh, you're dying, like, father figure here. He can't even hear you. You freak. <laughs> you nasty like, little freak. She was slay. And yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Jeff. This ranking is just for you, and it's a two. It's a two out of five. Because you killed everyone. You killed you everyone. You the worst possible choices, and everyone died. Because of it. So, yeah, two out of five just for Jeff. Uh, scare factor. I mean, those traps are gnarly. The rack, The rack scary. is upsetting. But, like, it's scary to rely on this Jeff, idiot. Yeah. So how, how do we rank that? I would say three out of five. I think that's fair because you have to balance the traps being creative and gnarly and also Jeff. 
It's like the worst group project. It where, is. Where like you're relying on Ugh. the stupidest person. Yeah. You're like, hey, no, it, the key is actually just there. If you could pass it to me, he's like, yeah, I could. It's <laughs> is it cold in here? Do you feel like a chill? Oh, is there a thermostat? I'm gonna look. I'm just gonna walk just... around for a bit. Oh, it's back there. How would? How do I even? Mm, you're probably good though, right? <laughs> you're probably good, Danica. Probably fine. Yeah. So two, two for Jeff. Three for Jeff. Three for Jeff. For Scare Factor. For Scare Factor. Two for Jeff. Yes. <laughs> two for Jeff. Two for Jeff. Three for Scare Three Factor. Three for Scare Factor. Um, acting. What are we saying? A five I'd out of say five? five? Four. I'd like five. I think everyone did a good job. Why not? Let's do a five out of five. Let's be crazy. And then aesthetic. It's always crazy. But again, it's signature. It's signature, but I feel like it's a little less crazy in the third one. It is. Am I wrong? They toned it down. The second one, they went like wild they balls to the fucking wall and the first one they're like we're gonna transition it's like lawrence and the car's like upside down we're in a cop <laughs> car like they went crazy so it's definitely toned down from that <laughs> so i don't know where we're sitting i don't know maybe like a three like just like three, middle of the road three's like not too crazy still a lot of color choices mm-hmm. three okay three. amazing so what are we giving saw three 2006 overall, overall out of five saws. I always struggle with this because I want to rate every movie by how I enjoyed it. Sure. Versus if it was legitimate good, quality. You know? I totally get so it. So I want to rate every single one five, mm-hmm. which is not correct. <laughs> I mean, but it's not not it's correct. It's not not correct. But what, where are you? Me, personally, I would give it a three out of five. That's fair. Because I think Jeff really brings everything down. He brought the whole thing down. And I don't like that we lose John and Amanda. I think it's... I know that they... Spoilies. (laughs) That they come back Mm -hmm. in different ways. And it's not the last that we see of them. Surprise, bitch. Um, But I think it's like a weird choice to like kill both of your like main protagonists. It's Antagonists, rather. No, they're protagonists. today. I don't know things. I'm pro, no, I'm pro them. <laughs> no, they are antagonists, but I'm no, we're pro antagonists. Protagonists to me, um, and like it feels crazy because like they had been churning these movies out year after year. Like the success was just increasing, and they're like we're Death killing off our two all of main them. characters. Yes, which felt wild. It felt like they did that too early on in the franchise. Yeah. I feel like they could have milked a couple more movies out of. The two of them. And again, I know that they come back. Yeah. Like, we see John and Amanda again in various ways, but I think they still should have been alive. For longer. For another movie or two. I agree. And I think that as far as, like, these movies go with the traps, I think it's not fun to have, like, all the traps rely on one person doing yeah. <laughs> the right thing or just the smart thing. Not even or right. Just a thing. A thing, anything just at all. Taking any sort and of I action. And I think that's kind of like womp womp. Like we have to rely on Jeff and we know where he stands with us. Yeah, I feel like like the film can be the film can be <laughs> split into like two parts. There's like Jeff's storyline and then there's like the Amanda John Lynn storyline. I find that one much more compelling yeah. to watch. Like yeah. 
Jeff, I don't give a shit about you. No. Sorry. I don't care what you're going through. Nope. Nope. So I don't find yeah. his storyline as interesting. I think I agree with three. Because he's so stupid. He's so stupid, and it's just all the decisions are bad. It's And it's just like, you know, like, usually you're watching a horror movie. Like, there's always going to be, like, one person who's making really stupid decisions. Yeah. And you can, like, yell at them and be like, oh, my God, why are you doing that? But it's like everything he does yeah. is just so stupid and not thought out. And, like, not everything relies on them in other movies. Exactly. It's like, okay, there's other things happening that can save them. But everything, but everything relies everything on Everything came down yeah. to Jeff, and he was an idiot. So, sorry, Jeff. Denlin. Three out of five saws. Three out of five saws. First saw three. First saw three. Wow. Three for three. Love that for us. Now, to wrap up <laughs> this episode, mm-hmm. what was your honestly moment of saw three? Oh, wow. What a question. Um, I never think about this before we start <laughs> recording, and then, like, as we're sitting here, I'm like, mm. What made me go honestly? I'm going to say Jeff killing John at the end. And how would you say honestly? What's your inflection? I would say honestly. (laughs) Come on. You made it this far. And you just... And you can't think he's honestly going to be done. You're just going to slash him and he's going to be like, oh, I didn't think of if he killed me. Yeah. He doesn't forget. John Kramer never forgets a bitch. And I just feel like you made it that far. You Barely. I mean, it's really a <laughs> By miracle. a miracle, yeah. Like somehow you survived all of that. Nobody else did. This man is dying. Mm-hmm. Like he is in a hospital bed dying. Yeah. But that's not good enough for you. You have to be the one yeah. to. He wants it. Like, that is what's so frustrating to me, and what makes me go, honestly, is that, like, John Kramer, smartest man alive, gets offed by Jeff. And then, same with Amanda, gets shot in the neck. I hate it. That's not, it's very unceremonious. I know, I hate it. These people deserved better. They did. Like, that's not how they go out. No, it shouldn't be. So that's another point against why I don't like this movie as much. That's a that's a good honestly too in and of itself is that that's how they both go like honestly honestly that's, that's what we're doing that's a communal honestly yeah. um, my honestly is back to Carrie we've already talked about why she was there we <laughs> don't agree with that mm-hmm. but then I also want to know both of her hands are free yeah the tub of acid pours why yeah. didn't she dump it out. Instead I saw of something on IMDb there, about this. Is there? I saw something about but this. But that's my honestly. But now it's going to get answered. I'll have my answers. Oh my god. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But there was something on here about that. About why she couldn't have done that. Okay. Oh my god. Um, I really <laughs> wish I had made note of this. Because that's something that, as soon as it happened, I was like, but wait a minute. Your hands are free. Surely, there could have been some dumping of... Maybe not all of the acid could come out without you losing the key and you're, like, harnessed into this thing. Okay. But some of the liquid, maybe. This is incorrectly regarded as a goof. Oh. At around 14 minutes in the angel trap, Detective Carrie is told she has to reach in and get the key out of the acid. Right after the tape finished playing, we see her struggle with the chains holding the beaker for a second, and then reach into it. 
there shows us that because of the way the beaker is suspended and the way she is restrained, she is unable to tip the beaker far okay. enough to spill any of the acid. Okay. Again, they thought of everything. They Except of, they I, didn't at all, because there are so many goofs for this movie. <laughs> but that thing, they thought of. They thought of that. They thought of that, and honestly, that's good of them. <laughs> that's good of them. How would you say honestly for your honesty moment? Uh, it's like, honestly? I mean, what if I... Doesn't that tip over, but it doesn't. So incorrectly regarded as a goof. Goofs and gaffed. I was goofed and gaffed. <laughs> and gaffed. <laughs> I think that's a wrap on Saw 3 2006. Bracket. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at HonestlyPod. Yeah. We are on Facebook. Slash honestly pod. Facebook.com slash honestly pod. You can email us the honestly podcast at gmail.com. We have a website. We do. Honestlypod.ca. Hell yeah. Oh, Canada. Canada. <laughs> We're there. We're there, baby. Go check it out. Um, we also have merchandise for merchandise. You can go to honestlypod.threadless.com. Or you can go to the website. I think we have yeah. a link to the merch there. Just click, click the merch link. The Just merch tab. Click away. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Potable, Pocket Cast. Other places. Who knows? Potentially. It's a wild west. It really is. Um, if you leave us a written review anywhere where you can leave us a written review. Send us a screenshot of it, and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers. Lim dish, baby. Get them <laughs> Don't all forget hot. it. Never forget. Um, is that it? That's all. All right. Bye. Bye. Justice for Carrie. Please, you didn't deserve it. <laughs>